Hey there, big boy. You're listening to Please Save Me. It's a recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show. But you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you haven't watched it, that's your problem. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Yeah, that's right. We're back at it again. Oh, hell yeah, we are. First episode of the new year, 2020, coming at you. We're coming at you with 2020 vision. Vision. That means it's crystal clear and perfect. And hindsight is also 2020, which means everything that we did before this was also crystal clear Mm -hmm. and perfect. Yes. That's why you're able to see it so well. People often, I find, use that phrase incorrectly. Hindsight is 2020? Because they're, yeah, because they're knowing how to use phrases correctly ability is not 2020. Ah. It's something worse. Wait, what context have you heard people using it in incorrectly? All the time. All the time. All the time. People okay. like to use it when I screw up. Oh. And then I apo- people uh, use it when I apologize. Uh. They say, "Yeah, well, hindsight's 2020." Uh. And I say, "No, if it were t- if hindsight was 2020, then I wouldn't have screwed up before because that would mean that what was in the past was perfect." Uh-huh. That's what I say. Yeah. I have this con- I have this conversation. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I can tell. All the time. I can tell. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Yep. Uh, So the thing is, I'm Ben. I'm one of your co-hosts for this show. Please save me. And thing two is me, Sarah Black. And thing three is the thing. It's the show, Chicago Heroes. We love it. We love it. We We watch it every week. Can't get enough of it. Certainly not. uh, we're We're like kids and it's like sugar. Yeah. It's good for us and delicious, too. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Uh, let's just start off strong here, okay. describing old YouTube videos to each other. Sure. Do you ever remember that uh, YouTube video about that kid? He was on like an episode of Wife Swap or something, King Curtis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kid? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, so for listeners who are unfamiliar, there was a YouTube video about a kid. I mean, it's a King clip Curtis from an actual show. It's from the show Wife Swap, I think, mm-hmm. which is a show that was on TV and might still be where... Basically, the premise is you swap, swap wives, your wives, yeah, and uh, just kind of see what kind of special hell having a different wife in your house can create for your family, right? Right? Yeah, giving your kids a different mom for a week, yeah, Nightmare. and like kind of show them, you know, who's boss. Yes. So there was an episode. <laughs> it's not your mom; it's somebody else's. Someone mom else's now. mom is boss now. Yeah, and she's gonna make you eat your veggies. Yeah. That's what it was in this episode. King Curtis hated that. King Curtis hates veggies, man. King Curtis, he likes uh, chicken nuggets, and he likes bacon. He says, (laughs) bacon is good for me. Bacon (laughs) is good for me. Uh Uh-huh. Bacon is good for me. Uh Uh-huh. He does that. He was a pretty funny kid. (laughs) Yeah, I like King Curtis. I wonder what he's doing now. Well. Should we have him on the pod? Hopefully he's eating some vegetables. Do you think, yeah, maybe he hasn't though. Uh, we, well, I think that we could probably, I bet that we could get him to do a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's on cameo? 
if he's not, he should be because he could be making money off yeah, saying I, bacon is good for me. Yeah, at least to you and me. He goes, you don't have to be so mean. He goes, you don't have to. I did What's that. up? Sorry. I Sorry, knocked Sorry listeners. The- <laughs> We're having technical difficulty here. Yeah, me being fidgety. Knocked, uh, knocked something over. Um, should we get Rachel Dolezal to do a cameo on the show? Yeah, we should. Yeah. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. So that we can prove that we have POC listeners. Yeah. Hey, you're the one who put it there. Uh, I did. That's her whole thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know what else you're going to get Rachel Dolezal to do a cameo for. Yeah. Unless it's to kind of, she only really has one thing. You yeah, know? which is f- pretending to be black. POC. Yeah. She doesn't really like have any other Qualities. special skills <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, we're not going to have her on here to do her King Curtis impression. We already do a good one. Yeah. Bacon is good, good for me. me. You sound like um, you sound like any side character, any sort of like extra in Friday Night Lights when you do that. Oh yeah, yeah. All I can think of is uh, Buddy Garrity, but I can't think of what he has to say. But he's kind of like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's Quite kind a of a, a meat-eating, red-blooded American. Yeah, he's a good guy. No, he's not. He's a really bad guy. He's a good old boy. Yeah. He adopts a kid during season two. Oh, right. Yeah, Santiago. 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 But he disappears after season two. Yeah. Yeah. Season uh, two is kind of a mess. It is. And that's something that has never been true of Chicago Heroes. Never been a mess. TV show. Never been a mess. So if you're still listening to the podcast at this point, uh, that's probably because you are a diehard fan of Chicago Heroes, just like us. Yeah, exactly. And you were just kind of like biding your time until the we get to we, the, we get to the meat we, we get, get to the around bacon. And talking about it yeah. yeah so you've had the potatoes now it's time to have your meat yes uh if you haven't what is it if you haven't had your uh how can you have any pudding if you if you, you don't, don't eat, eat your meat, meat how can you have, have any pudding? pudding but i'm thinking more like if you, if you don't <laughs> eat your potatoes how can you have any meat it's like that yeah cuz we've already had the potatoes now we get the meat uh-huh and the pudding is when I drop something in from the soundboard, that's going to be the pudding. So <laughs> that can't happen until we've had the meat. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the meat. Life short, eat dessert first, though, is something oh, that I my love. grandma Put always that on said. A shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Cross stitch that on a shirt. Yeah. Hang that on your wall. Yeah. Not with someone in it. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> this week was an interesting episode of Chicago Heroes because they did something that I really was quite unexpected. Yeah. Which was they took it up a notch mm-hmm. and they did even better than every episode before. Yeah. It, so you have not come to expect that out of the show. No, no. Every week they they surprise me. They find a way to surprise me every yeah. week by doing the best episode ever. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. It's almost like now though I'm expecting it to be topped every time mm. because they've done it each time and now we're on episode 12 of season three and yes it has just gotten better every single time much like if you agree um our podcast I absolutely agree and so if they want you're saying if they want to surprise you they're gonna have to they're gonna have to throw a couple throw a couple balls yeah you know do a couple pieces of shit do a couple pieces of shit. That'd be another w- kind of metaphor way to Make put it. Make a couple turds. Yes. These yeah. are good analogies. Thank yes. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Make a couple turds. Because for me, I was sort of thinking, well, a pitcher, you know, every time that they pitch, they're pitching. Yeah. You know? So I was like, throw a couple balls. Because it's like, every time they make an episode of Chicago Heroes, it's the same thing. Uh-huh. 
you're saying they gotta make a couple pieces of shit. So what are they doing the rest of the time? So they're not making turds each week. They're, so they're shitting things out of their butts that are not turds. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, golden goose eggs. Golden goose eggs. Yeah, which could be confusing because goose egg is, <laughs> if you're still on my baseball thing, then a goose, you know, a zero, you sort of think that's not good. In sports, a zero, no good. Yeah. You know, that's good. Unless if, golf. golf. Yeah. If you can shoot a zero in golf, that's really uh, good. That's a winning score. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. uh, because golf is a game where the only winning move is not to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because it's bad for the environment. Yeah, no, I agree, and I don't like it. Playing it isn't bad for the environment. The, the courses are the bad. The courses are bad for the yeah. environment, yeah. If you were just to play it in a natural setting. Yeah, like in know, the woods. Like if you were to go play golf in the woods, that would actually probably be good for the environment because yeah. you'd probably hit the ball into a tree. It would bounce off the tree and hit you in your head give you an aneurysm and yeah. then we deal with the world's population problem. Yeah. Or it could bonk like a coyote in the head or something. Mm -hmm. And if there's like a big coyote population, you've kind of, yeah, things are complex. And I don't really know if coyote problem, because the problem with a big coyote population is it's bad for the ranchers, right? And the ranchers are bad for the environment. Yeah. So maybe you don't want to kill the coyote. You want to kill a cow. Or a rancher. Or a rancher. And now we get to the heart of the problem. It all goes... It's the... What a tangled... Um, and rancher starts with Q. So now we're really on to an interesting conspiracy sort of a mm -hmm. theory. It's a silent Q. Oh. Anytime you find anything that's at, at the heart of a conspiracy theory... It starts with a Q. It's, yeah. It's spelled with a silent Q somewhere in there. Well, Ben, we promised these listeners their meat. Let's, let's feed let's it to them. And let's ranch it. All right. Let's Open your mouths up, it. you little birdies. Because we are about to feed you your slop. So this week's episode of Chicago Heroes was the first of the year. So uh, the last episode we had a we had a whole New Year's Eve blowout, right? Yes. Quick quick recap: last episode, the heroes threw a big party at the Hero House for all of Chicago's teens. It, things went crazy, uh, and, to say the least. And then the episode sort of ended. You know, it did its thing where yeah. it sort of the story went somewhere. And then it kind of came back, and, and it then ended. it ended. <laughs> yep. So that was last week. Okay, uh, where are our heroes at at the start of this week? Well, most um, pivotally, I think. It, so we got we got a variety of heroes on this show. Just for any new listeners, yeah, okay? quite a few. So this show is about the core heroes that you would always you would pretty much see in any uh, public service heroism system. Yeah. Right? When you think hero, what do you think? Well, I think mm, not your parents and not your teachers count them out, but who else? I think police officer. Yes. Number okay, one. So we start off, we have a cop on this show. She's kind of the, the, the best one, best one. She's, her name's Monica. She's a cop. She's played by Courtney Cox. We should change her name to Courtney cops. She should. And I love that one. I love, love, Love that one. That's not the soundboard thing I meant to play. <laughs> it's not the, um, I meant to play. Did you make that joke the other day? Did I? I think so. Uh oh. So Courtney Cops, and then we've got a paramedic played yeah. by Jennifer, Jennifer. Aniston. Yep. That's Rachel. Yep. We got a lawyer. Chandler, uh, played by Matthew Perry. And he kind of uh, he kind of plays offense and defense. He's kind of an all around lawyer. Yeah. Sometimes he's 
sometimes he's doing a little prosecuting. Yeah. Sometimes he's doing a little defending. Yeah. You know? But he's always doing hero's work. And it's important to note that he grew up as a pig. Yeah, he grew up as a pig. Uh, pig in the city. Yeah. Kind of like Babe. Yep. And uh, got a couple more folks. Yep, okay. we have Mayor Lisa Kudrow, who's the mayor of the city of Chicago. She's running for president. Running for president. She's played by Lisa Kudrow. Yes, playing herself. And then we've got one more, and then we got the one who's the star of this episode. Correct. Okay. Next one is there's this kind of odd man out, <laughs> kind of an odd duck out. Yeah, so He's, when you think heroes, you have the ones we've just listed. You have your teachers. You have your parents. You have... Probably a famous singer or skateboarder. Aretha Franklin, Tony Hawk. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then maybe 100, 200, 3,000 people down the list, you have... Paleontologists. Yes. Uh, Ross, played by David Schwimmer. Yeah. And so David been swimming all the way down to... I think he's in Guantanamo Bay. So they flew him back last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but Only I think, for him to get I think sent he got back sent away. back. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of over there doing his thing. <laughs> Which is good because we really focus on only one hero this episode. Yeah. And that is Joey, the firefighter, yeah. played by Matt LeBlanc. So we open up on just a kind of classic kind of nightclub scene where like Joey is off. He's like on call. You know, he's off. Yeah. He's like, um, it's like he could be called at any moment to go fight, fight a fire. But sure. he's like on, he's, he's, he's doing his thing. Right, you know, and so we know Joey kind of never rests, right? Like, he's oh, always no. kind of out there looking to score with the ladies. Chicago's or... the city that never sleeps, and Joey's the hero that uh, never sleeps, sleeps unless it's... Wi- I love that. That yeah. never sleeps around. That always sleeps around. <laughs> yeah. He never... I was going to say never sleeps unless it's with a, with a, a pretty lady. Yeah. But well, you could do either. Hero that sleeps around. Yeah. Let's try it. But Chicago's the city that never sleeps. Joey's the hero that sleeps around. That's yeah, good. I that's like it. That's a good tagline. It works well. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. If for they this. did a spinoff called Joey, that's what they could call it. And they should. Yeah. And I hope that they will. So he's... <laughs> Especially after learning all about him in this episode. I feel like there's a lot <laughs> totally. of rich material. Right. So he's getting head in the bathroom at a nightclub <laughs> and uh, kind of just like fulfilling his... His motto, his yeah. name, his namesake that we were just talking about. Yeah, hands behind his head. <laughs> hands behind, yeah, oh yeah, he's looking at himself in the mirror. So he's basically got his shirt off, and he's, he's basically got it off. It's well, it's tucked off. up under his chin. <laughs> he he basically pulled it up just to show his pecs to himself in the mirror. Yeah, and he's flexing with his hands behind his head, just kind yeah. of looking at himself in the mirror, uh-huh. um, and. There's a few pretty ladies. They're doing their thing, and there's a few. Few pretty ladies. Yeah. Well, you saw the show. Oh, I know. Yeah, we both saw it. Yeah, I kind of looked away. Well, because he's on, he's on um, call, so he could be called to a fire at any time. So he has to kind of get his thrills. <laughs> like he can't drink or do drugs or anything like that. Yeah, so he has to just get sex. Um, a lot of beach, beach is. Yes, he likes. He gets. He's getting beaches. That's his sort of code word that he uses. Is that what you were getting at? No, I was trying to say beaches, and then I couldn't get it out. Oh yeah, well, but that but was, he calls those beaches. Well, because it's kind of the same thing, you yeah. Know? Which is like if he needs to talk about it, if he's around kids or something, yeah. He he'll gets be like, a I went call. to the beach. Yes, exactly. Hey, I'm at the beach right now. <laughs> yeah, and that wouldn't be one where if he's around kids, he would have to use that code word. That would be more like if he was in, if he was um. What situation would you not be able to reveal? 
What situation could you be getting a BJ, getting a beach, but you couldn't reveal to the people around you if they overheard a phone call that it was happening? <laughs> Maybe if your lower half was like in a box. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And you know what? I actually have to... Um, and somebody's like, Joey, get out of that box. I forgot. I have to take back what I said before about how you wouldn't use it if you were around kids or anything because I forgot about the... How could I forget? How could I forget about the storyline where he was he was uh he was supposed to appear and he was supposed to jump out of a big cake. He was supposed to jump out of a big cake for his nephew's birthday. Uh but there had been a mix up at the um there'd been a mix up at the cake store, you know? Yeah. And so they accidentally packed him into the cake with this really sexy, sexy <laughs> stripper who was, the, they had mixed up the cakes. Yeah. And so they sort of got to doing their thing in there, you know? And then he popped out of the cake and he goes, uh, and he got a phone call at the same time. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> so he goes, happy birthday. I'm at the beach right now. I'm at the beach right now. And I remember because Chandler was on the other end of the line and Chandler was like, is, or it sounds like you're at a birthday party. And he goes, yeah, I'm at a birthday party. It's my nephew's birthday party. It's at the beach. It's at the beach, though. Yeah. And Chandler's like, listen, man, I hope that doesn't mean what I think it means. And, and Joey like, goes, yeah, it does. oh, yeah, it does. And that kind of probably actually explains why Chandler hasn't been talking to him. Oh, kind of yeah. Sort of has been giving him the silent treatment. Yeah, it's just like that's kind of it's a bad, up, yeah, bad yeah. friend move yeah. and bad guy move. Bad guy move. But Joey looks cool as hell. Bad guy move of Chandler to call Joey when he's at the beach. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Because it should be that's hose before saying. bros. Yes. And not vice versa. Correct. So, so anyway. he's looking great now, though, getting head in the bathroom. And I don't think we need to keep saying more about that. He gets yeah. a phone call. and <laughs> it's a- The club was called H2O. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets a phone call, and it's his boss, Fire Chief. Yeah, and, and this is the first that we've seen the fire chief, I think. Yeah, they did a little sp- split screen thing where you see him calling up Joey. Um, it's Brian Cox. Excellent <laughs> turn. Yes, so good. Can't really imagine him going into a fire, or so I thought, and then we see it happen later. Sorry to spoil that, but um, yeah, he looks great. Um, so he calls Brian Joey. Cox. Mm-hmm. So he calls Joey and Joey picks up and he says, hey, chief. And chief is like, hey, I got some bad news. Are you at the beach right now? Yeah. And Joey goes, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a hell of a tan. Yeah. I got the whole volleyball team here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Bri- and Brian Cox, fire chief, is kind of like, all right, well, you're going to have to uh, 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 pack your bags and um dust all the sand off your toes because there's a fire yeah so so joey does um so joey kind of um rudely rudely pushes the uh really pushes the the ladies away yeah just finishes himself off in the sink (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's yeah he goes he goes jesus christ this is taking forever and uh, then he does that, and he runs out of the. Cl- he forgets to put his pants on, uh-huh. and kind of runs out of the. <laughs> he runs out of the bathroom into the club, but he porky he, pigging he, it. Yes, is that where your pants are around your ankles, 
Or what is it? It's just where you're completely bottomless. Oh, well, but he was not completely because they were around his around ankles, his ankles, right? And so yeah. he trips hard uh, <laughs> once he gets out of the club onto the curb. So he trips hard out into the street, gets yep. hit by a car, and <laughs> then kind of uh, like takes a tumble. So gets hit by the car, takes a tumble because they kind of, the car doesn't stop when they hit him. So they just kind of keep driving and yeah. he's getting pushed along the street by the car. <laughs> yeah. And so he's a little bit worse for the wear. Uh, yeah. When basically the driver finally has to stop because there's a red light. And they, um, so they get out and they basically pick up Joey's kind of battered body and they toss him into a cab and speed away. Yeah. And the cab, um, and the cab driver goes where to, but Joey's unresponsive. So right. he's not saying, he's not saying anything. Right. And so the cab driver kind of goes, gets, he goes, oh, another one of these guys. And he goes back and kind of looks around Joey and sees that he has a tattoo mm-hmm. of a fire hydrant. Correct. Cab driver puts two and two together, says this guy must be his firefighter. He must have been on his <laughs> way to put out a fire. Yeah. And so, oh, yes. So he actually goes even two and two plus three equals five. And he goes, or what is, oh, no, two and two would be four. And then, then three would three be seven. seven. So he says that he goes it'd be five and then he goes wait it'd be seven and he and he puts his uh firefighter scanner on and he listens for where there's a fire yes and they say that there's a fire on chicago street yeah at the corner of uh chicago and Sh- illinois illinois so there's fire at the corner of chicago street and illinois avenue yep and the cab driver kind of takes a bet takes a gamble goes he's probably where i should take him yeah and he does. And so you can kind of take it from there. Yeah. So he kind of drives over there and he sees the smoke up in the sky and he's like, oh yeah, this is definitely probably the place where this guy is going. So he pulls up in front of the house that's on fire. He kind of um, leans around, like turns around and kind of pokes at Joey and he's like, hey man, wake up. You're at the fire you're supposed to put out. Yeah. <laughs> and Joey's kind of like still unresponsive. So he opens up the back door and sort of shoves him out onto the lawn. And as that's happening, the fire truck is pulling up at the same time with all of the guys and all the firefighters. And they see Joey with his pants <laughs> around his ankles. Yeah. And they just sort of take those off and then put his fire pants on mm-hmm. and put the suspenders on over his shoulders. And then they sort of just like slap him awake. And then... Yeah, he's kind of like a raggedy and doll. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of, you know, just flop. I mean, I don't think you... Do you dress up with raggedy and dolls? But I just mean his body is floppy. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. So they're Very of, floppy. Yeah. So they put all of his... Yeah, they slap him awake. They slap him awake and they put all of his gear on and he goes... Wait, how did I get here? And they go, doesn't matter. You got to get in there. And he looks up. And what do we see? What's What building is at the corner of Chicago, Illinois? Oh, yeah. So uh, so we look and we pan over and see a sign. This like this um, sign. It's like a sign type thing. Yeah, you could <laughs> say it's a, a sign. It's a sign outside the building that says it's the Chicago home for wayward youths. Yeah. And uh, Joey reads that, and it takes it takes him a while. Yeah. The reason they say that Joey has to go in is that Joey's not too bright. Yeah. So Joey's always the first. <laughs> he's always got to be the the first one in. Yeah. Because he's. Did you ever see that movie, The Expendables? No. Well, it's basically neither did I, but <laughs> I was just thinking of the title. 
the expendables yeah he's expendable. he's expendable i was yeah yeah i just kind of want to know if you knew that word the way that i do which is kind of like oh it's in a movie so <laughs> it's like he's expendable basically yeah sure so he's kind of like cannon kind of like mr cannon fodder or whatever you know he's like the canary in the fire in the burning building where they send him in and you know if he were to die or whatever it would be like not as big of a deal as if some of the other firemen died, you know? Yeah. Because they're the ones who are kind of the brains of the operation. Sure. He's like... The brawn, sort of. Yes. Yeah. But he's not very strong right now because he... He's been weakened. He's been weakened quite a bit. Yeah, from um, the incident that yeah, we from, just heard about. <laughs> yeah. So he gets up, kind of stumbles around, looks at this what you were calling a sign. Yeah, it's kind of like a sign. Yeah, so... Chicago home for wayward youths and starts just like barreling toward the front door. Oh yeah. Um, knocks it down with his shoulder, which he didn't need to do because it was unlocked. Yeah. Um, and a jar. (laughs) So he's kind of fucked because he closed it first. (laughs) He, he barreled up to it, grabbed it, grabbed the hot knob, really hot knob. He goes, ouch, (laughs) ouch, slammed the door closed, Took a couple yards back and then went at it again with full force of his shoulder. Right. And, of course, he had accidentally locked it it. So he had reached at the knob on the other side and locked the knob. Yeah. And so it ends up kind of fucking up his shoulder pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) Because he actually does have to break through the lock. Yeah. Um, And he enters into the house and he kind of stands in the doorway Uh and just, like, looks looks in at the fire that's consuming the house. And yeah. We, and as he's all like, Hello, darkness, my old friend. And so I'm kind of like, uh, okay. This is your job. You do this every day. Like, what's up? Yeah. And he, at this point, like, we kind of finally get to see Joey, like, really doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Right? He kind of, like, goes into like sicko mode yeah he's like picking up like seven kids at a time and like throwing them over his shoulder and like running back out with them throwing them on the lawn going back in grabbing seven eight more Mm -hmm. and some of those throws felt a little aggressive to (laughs) me i don't know like these are kids like they shouldn't like they are already probably inhaling smoke you don't need to like hurt them sort more. of punt them and like bounce them <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that yeah like pretend he sets, their heads a basketball <laughs> he did that he did that he set up a little um so he basically it, he saves maybe like three four five six kids uh-huh. and then like on or you like, know yeah he's playing hacky sack with a couple of them and stuff like that and then he does pretend one of them's heads is a basketball yeah he sets up a little um he goes over to like there's like a McMansion across the street. So he goes over there and he wheels their standing basketball hoop over and he yeah. has to get a couple of the other guys to help him with it. And he brings it over and then he takes the kid and he kind of tries to balance him a few times on the concrete. <laughs> and he does some, um, he does a couple of hook shots and he misses bad. Oh yeah. Bad form. No good. Bad form. This guy's not, um, Dr. J. No. Unless you're talking about Dr. Jackoff. Cause he's, cause we know he's good at that. Yeah. He jacked off in the sink. We saw him do it. Yeah. Um, no. So he finally does a, uh, he finally lowers the hoop down to about eight feet. Uh huh. Uh, and does a slam dunk with Uh, the kid. Yeah. Um, two hand, a two handed slam. Yep. Uh, 
And at that point, the kid is kind of done resisting and stuff. So he's able to kind of really pick him up and slam him through the hoop. And then the kid's kind of just stuck in the net. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. It doesn't go all the way through. No. Won't go all the way through. But Joey goes, shoulders too wide. <laughs> Joey goes, little help. Anyway, this kind of happens for a while, and we see quite a bit of that. And then um, at some point, it becomes apparent that they have not gotten everybody out. Yeah, it's a big building. Yeah. And Joey's whole demeanor kind of changes again. Like, at first, we had him, like, barreling through the door. We had, hello, darkness, my old friend. And that was a little bit weird, but then... Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yes, in case you forgot. And then we have him kind of... Um, hanging out and playing games with the kids and um, kind of slouching on the job a little bit, I guess. But then he gets back in the building, realizes not everybody is saved, and a little bit of this darkness starts to settle in again. And he turns to the other guys and he goes, we have to get more. And they're like, you can't. We got to close up shop. They can't be saved. Yeah, they're like, we've run. You know, they're like, the algorithm says that they can't get saved. We yeah. we crunch the numbers, Joey. Yeah. And th- at this point, it's going to cost. We're going to lose more lives yeah. by trying to continue saving these wayward youths. Yeah, and we don't. Ha- the fire department doesn't have any more budget for water. Yeah. For the rest of the year, Cause, so because they had spent it all on uh, their. Uh, their slip and slide for their November Hootenanny. Exactly. And also on the, they needed water for the mud wrestling. Yeah. And you be- might be wondering why did they run out of water budget for the year if it's <laughs> in the early January? And oh, I'll, yeah. here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. It's because their fiscal year runs July to July. Yeah. And that's not uncommon. I mean, you, you'll find that in the the business world and, uh, and saving lives is, is a business. Exactly. And Mayor Lisa Kudrow won't let you forget that. Exactly. So, he says, we have to go back in. And the guys are like, no, 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 you can't. We don't have budget. And Joey says, well, I'm going in. Yeah. And he does. Yeah, he's he's a man on a mission at this point. Uh, and we kind of get like a sound effect where, where like the, the other guys kind of fade to the background. Uh-huh. You stop being able to hear them. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got tunnel vision. And you all know? you can hear is like fire, like crackling. crackling fire, yeah. Crackle, crackle, crackle. Yeah. Beams uh, falling. Oh yeah. So he's kind screaming. of kind of obstacle coursing it. Yeah. Right. He's hurtling over beams, ducking under them. Yep. Um, swinging from scalding hot pipes and stuff like that. Yep. Making his way up to the fifth floor. But then, as he's doing that, he kind of takes just like a huge. He inhales a ton of smoke. Um, yeah. That doesn't really do much to kind of stop that from happening just didn't cover his mouth or anything no he's actually in fact he's um he he thinks that he sees a cat that's uh up in the vents yeah so he kind of climbs up into the vents which is sort of in a fire situation yeah not someplace you want to be also maybe number one biggest no-no is you don't go up high for wayward youths one would argue that you probably want to get all the kids out before you get the cat yeah Anyway, so but remember, he's the brawn. Yeah, you know, he's so not the brain. He's not listening to his quarterback right now. No, totally. No, he's going off book. Yeah, it's off script. Off script. Yes. Yeah. Off uh, book is good. Off, off script is bad. Exactly. Yeah. And Unless it's Judd Apatow. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely. Did you make that joke the other day? 
that's what I would say to him if or to his doesn't really work. It was just that that soundboard <laughs> clip is about jokes. So I kind oh. of was like, well, you know, yeah, swing and a miss. Goose egg. So anyway, the point is that he starts to go into kind of dream mode. Yeah. Right? So he passes out off the smoke. Yep. And so now Joey's faded off the smoke and we get into this. Um, it's like a spinny spirally dream mode kind of a thing. Yeah. Like do. And all of a sudden, we're out on the playground. Yeah. Uh, or um, I guess it's kind of like a street. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like a street that some kids uh, who are like, there's a lot of kids yeah. uh, wearing like kind of newsy cap type things. Yeah. Um, lots of brown. Yes. Lots of brown stripes. Yep. Browns and grays and, mm-hmm. and denim and stripes. Yep. Uh, and they're playing stickball. And hoop stick. Hoop and stick. Hoop and Basically stick. Basically Stick-based stick related games. Kind of games. Pick yeah. up sticks. Yep. So there's all these different kind of stick games that are going on. And um, uh, a couple of kids are out there kind of dousing. You know, they got a dousing dousing rod going around trying to find uh, uh, water or gold or whatever. Yep. Uh, and we got Joey. Yeah. As a little boy. Little Joey. And he's playing one of these games. He's kind of playing hoop and stick. Kind of. Yeah, he's watching another kid play it. <laughs> yeah, asking and for a turn. Th- yeah, kind of thinking about doing it. Yeah, yeah, can I have a turn? And the other kid goes like, "Yeah, you can have the next turn." Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah totally good. I love to play. Yeah, totally good. And yeah, he goes, yeah." And then he gets up and he does, and he totally freaking <laughs> annihilates. He's really good. Who at he's it. playing hoop and stick against? Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're friends though. Yeah, they so shake hands like, at the end. Yeah, they both shake hands and high fives and yeah. cheer. Lots of hugs. It's like a happy scene. It's if you're so not happy, if if you guys didn't understand that when you were watching it was definitely happy it's so pure yeah and this bell starts to ring yep and we look and we follow the sound of the bell and where's it coming from well there's that sign again yeah it's a different sign sort of a sort of a different sign it says the old Old chicago Chicago home home for wayward wayward youths yeah so Hmm. we're at the old chicago home for wayward youths is what i figured out when i saw that yeah yeah i kind of put yeah you know two Uh and two and three together and i get seven Seven. Mm -hmm. and so the bell starts to ring at the top of this building Uh which is a beautiful building at this point oh gorgeous but flying buttresses yeah this i mean this thing looks like the um just classic gothic features yeah it's like it looks like a cathedral yeah you know but but like painted in child-friendly colors Mm -hmm. you know sort of (laughs) like red and blue like primary primary and secondary colors colors, yeah yeah and uh, the, but it has enough of a tertiary kind of palette to appeal to someone with a sensible taste. It's yeah, not. Pure, that's why we're saying it's, it's beautiful. It's not purely whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, like the flying buttresses are marble. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's gargoyles. Yeah. You know, there's but they're not scary gargoyles. No. They got Google eyes. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, very tasteful. Dinner bell rings and all the kids start kind of shouting, you know, oh, it's time to go to dinner. Time- I'm hungry. I'm yeah. Hungry, yeah. Okay. Yay. And like one of the other kids goes, that's great because we got such good dinner coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the lines are, the dialogue is great. <laughs> yeah. So they get inside and sure enough, that kid was right. They have <laughs> such great dinner. Imagine, do you know, um, have you heard of Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Yeah. So aside from being, um, 
a Bible by which we should um, sort of uh, follow in terms of like politics and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how we navigate the world. Preach. Um, are you familiar Sing with it. what their feasts look like and like how wonderful the food is? Cornucopias. Yeah. Cornscopia. Yes. And that's kind of what it was like here. Like a long table is delicious, rich, um, New Year's hearty, goose. healthy food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not it, like, but like good. Yeah. Yeah. New like Year's very goose. Very good. Yeah. And that's like you said, hearty and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not junk, junk kind of crap. No, food. like lean meats it's not and like. Dongs and yeah. Flaming hots and yeah. hohos. Complex it's, carbs. Yeah. Quinoa. Yes. Yes. Leafy greens. There's a delicious kind of kale. Kale, red cabbage, uh, apple, and beet uh, kind of slaw. Yes, with raisin, with golden raisins uh, and a, and a vinaigrette. Vinaigrette, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it's not so sour that the kids don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and they all it's talk. A little sweet. They all kind of talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the one kid goes like, "I I don't usually like a slaw, but this one's got kale and red cabbage and apple and." beets and golden raisins and yep. a perfect vinaigrette yep so it's kind of a place there's culture too <laughs> yeah for sure so you can kind and this of, is an orphanage yeah. basically yeah to basically make, to make it clear um we never get that completely explained you know we don't know where these we don't know exactly how wayward these you know we don't know in what way these youths are wayward Right. Well, it's very clear that Joey himself is an orphan because he ta- says all the time, like, I'm so happy I keep forgetting that my parents died. Yes. He goes, he's playing with, and he's playing with the hoop and stick. Yeah. He goes, you know, I'm an orphan, I'm an orphan, <laughs> one, two, three. I'm an orphan, <laughs> but I have a family. Yep. And then he kind of looks around at all of the other kids and smiles. And big smile. Big smile. And he's got a winning smile. Oh, does he just like grown-up joey yes so we're back in joey's childhood and it's this is like maybe the first uh origin story we've gotten oh no we got one before yeah chandler was a pig chandler grew up as a pig on a farm he wanted to be a big city lawyer yeah, yeah. and then he turned how could i forget he signed he cast he signed away his ability to um read to a witch that was a snake and the snake um, stole his ability to read, and then he went to the city and couldn't read, so did really bad in all of his classes. But um, then he, due to some contract law stuff with the witch snake, it actually turned out that he w- um, could get his ability to read back. Oh, it's good that that all worked out for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe so this is the second origin story. This that show had. kind of will reset the status quo like that, you yeah. know? So like that's kind of why I forget things sometimes. Um, yeah, so this is the second origin story we're getting. And you know what I'm kind of asking myself at this point is like, why I'm, you know, if I want to know about Joey, I want to know basically one thing, which is why did Joey become a fireman? What made Joey a hero? See, that's interesting because I think a lot of what I desire to find out and we don't find out in this episode is like, what is his deal with women? Mm. Yeah. He sort of seems to love them but also maybe disrespect, disrespect them, them yeah fear them yeah a little bit so there's kind of a few different things yeah but there's none of that here he seems to have there. a very good relationship with all the women the in, school marm yeah the school marm and then he sort of has like a girlfriend like very pure very like 
age appropriate. Like they just sort of like hold hands in the dining hall. And at night we see them both on their fire escape singing a duet. Yeah. It's just like very. A whole new world. Exactly. Yeah. And they didn't have the rights to many of the words from that. <laughs> yeah, they can only use a few of them so that it qualified under parody law. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like his relationship with that um I think her name was Alice was just yeah. like, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> yeah, she does she does sort of say to him, she kind of repeatedly asks Joey, she goes, "Do you want to find out how deep my rabbit hole goes?" <laughs> and he kind of seems awkwarded out by that yeah he's so that could be maybe one piece of the could the be puzzle <laughs> right i mean especially because of what kind of happens ultimately which we're getting to yeah for know. sure um but he's also really good in school and oh, he does yeah. not you know we keep talking about how he's not the brains he's the bronze he's kind of duh, i'm dewey i'm, I'm dewey i'm dumb dumb joe guy um but in this he's very good at school He's in the gifted program. Yeah. And they all are. All the kids are. <laughs> yeah. But he's excelling. And he sits at the front. And he says, I love school all the time. I love learning. <laughs> he, he kind of like, he's also very open with his feelings, you know? Yeah. Really stating them. Yeah. Just putting them on the plainly. record. Yeah. Yeah. Quite plainly. Um, yeah. We see him in, in class. He solves equals MC squared or whatever. He basically proves it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, they're in English class true. too. So, I mean, it's especially like extra yeah but it's also kind of off topic which is school mom is like i love the effort here but yeah. but she's so nice crime and punishment actually yes yeah and he kind of goes like i've he goes i've already read that one four times and school mom says yes we know <laughs> yeah. joey so maybe you can lead the class discussion and he does a great job he does yeah. really good they kind of discuss mm, kind of issues you yeah know I mean? around crime and, and punishment. punishment yeah so basically we get this it, this whole thing is kind of this middle section of this episode of chicago heroes is kind of like a it's basically just painting this idyllic childhood for joey yeah exactly. and so i'm as like an as like a really astute tv viewer i'm kind of asking myself how is this gonna get blown up you know yes. how's this bubble gonna get popped yes where's the cookie going to crumble yes yes um, well, so I guess, you know, we talked about this idyllic child, idyllic childhood, and, um, I think we didn't bring up one thing. So, you know, everybody has flaws and Joey has one too. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh -oh. it's that he smokes cigarettes. Yep. Um, like a freaking chimney, honestly, uh, yeah. like just chain smoking and the school marm and the head of the uh, home continues to be like, Hey, you need to stop doing that. And he says, well, you know, played by Meryl street. Yeah. Both played by Meryl street. Yeah. And they, and he says, um, you know, I, well, my pa was a smoker and that's the only thing that I have left of him. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, well, we can't take that from you. Cause he went to Indiana and he bought like two, he brought, 300, so 300 cartons, cartons of yeah. cigarettes before he died. Yeah. In the 
And he's Joey's kind of blowing through them, to be honest. Yeah, right. He's like, when I run out of these cartons, then I'll be done. Then I'll quit. Yeah, yeah. then I'll quit. <laughs> I'll quit. And he's like 10, maybe, in this episode. Yeah, 10, 11. Yeah, tops. And it's kind of weird for Alice to be asking him. Well, she's a little older. Like you know? 12. She's like 12. And girls mature older than oh, boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I d- 12, 13, yeah. 14. This isn't making me up upset at all. <laughs> so uh she uh and she actually we saw her we actually saw that um she got kicked off the episode we actually saw because um because basically what happened was so, he's, so they kind of tell him hey joey you know remember you said your new year's resolution was you're gonna stop smoking yeah and he goes you know yeah 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 i'm gonna go just have one now and they let him do it sort of you know it's kind of a gentle redirection so he goes out the fire skate to smoke his cigarettes and we kind of see some like kind of stage hands or whatever you know like production assistants kind of taking alice off this (laughs) taking alice off the set yeah and joey goes like hey where you go you know hey where you going and she goes you know and they said uh they said uh son this son this this girl that you've known as alice she's not even supposed to be in this tv show (laughs) she's a prankster (laughs) And she's and don't worry, she's not going to be bothering you no more. So they pull and, her off, and that's interesting because you have to wonder, like, what, what was the director thinking about all of this? Yeah, yeah, because it was fully because we got it because I watched the behind the scene or the um inside the. What is it? The MTV, like, uh, Inside the actor Studio or whatever? Yeah, MTV <laughs> like Inside the actor. It was some show that came on cable. I was, like, on cable or whatever, and it, this show came on. And they were doing, like, kind of behind the scenes on this episode. and Making the video? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, like, basically, I guess that the, the, the girl that was playing, the girl, quote-unquote, that was playing Alice was actually... Like a like a maybe thirty two year old woman who was trying to get a fresh start in her acting career, mm-hmm. where she was kind of she had aged out of the some of the kind of parts that are available to, young to women. younger women, yeah. right? But she's in this kind of dead zone where she well she didn't have enough success early that she was going to be yeah. cast in those more distinguished older parts. So she took a couple classes at UCB. Yes, then. got she got basically like Mrs. Doubtfire makeup, but for yep. like a little kid. Yes, yep. it's makeup. You know, yeah. I mean, the makeup that Mrs. Doubtfire is the same kind of thing. Um, I just want to say, I remember, I just, or I didn't remember, I just had a revelation. Yes. Making the video on MTV. MTV. It's MTV. St- those are the same initials. It's That's the same initials. That's interesting. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I, they had to have, yeah. right? Because making the video is like not that cool of a title. Yeah, right. It's like, not like a pop-up video, which exactly. is really cool. Yeah, which is really very cool. cool. So yeah. Anyway, so sorry, I saw I that she got put away stop for thinking about that. Yeah, I saw that that actress got put away for a long time. Anyway, big time. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, director, she got like twenty years. Yeah, our so. director of this episode sort of didn't have much to say, like in their own defense about how this happened on their watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the guy he was basically kind of like, uh, hey, I just calls him like I sees him. Yeah, we're saying the guy. <laughs> it's really Mick G. Mick G. Yeah. Who's that now? Because I was just, I just turned it on cable. It came on. Who's oh, McGee? He did Char- the first, like the ter- 2000s Charlie's Angels. Oh, and yeah. And then also, um, yeah, it was that guy. Also the OC. Yeah, it was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, he was wearing an OC, a cap that said, uh, I made the OC on it <laughs> uh-huh. in the cable video that yeah. I saw. And then a shirt that said, I made Charlie's Angels 2. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then on the back of the shirt, it said, and if you don't like that, you can kiss my ass. Yep. So I guess I did know. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, all the clues were there. So anyway, Mr. basically. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Firefighter is not going to really have any clues. He's going to have to make his own way in life after what happens next. Yeah, so... Um, so he's lost... Okay, so he's had this kind of woman dressed as a little girl he thought was a little girl relationship that's kind of gotten taken away from him. So that kind of fucks him up. Yeah. So he's smoking extra more than usual. Mm-hmm. And kind of basically... To be clear, though, nothing happened between him and the woman except for they held hands. And oh, sang. yeah. Through the fire escape, they held hands. Yeah. Because, you know, he would sit on the one floor of the fire yeah. escape, and then she would sit up a floor above him, and so they would touch their fingertips through the grate. Yeah, that's it. And that's sing. all... That was it. That's all. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Because notoriously, uh, as we learned in the... Um, as I learned in the DVD special features, because they put this episode on DVD right away. Yeah. Uh, they um, All the other episodes air live, and then they don't put them online or sell them or anything. At all. But this one, for the new year. Was at Walden, Walden Books. Yeah. And uh, on that special feature, they kind of have this um, full-size replica. Um, this full-size replica of the Chicago Home for Wayward Youths. And on the replica model... Um, which is really big, and I had a hard time finding where to fit it. Um, there's no passageway from the fourth floor to the fifth floor, right? So it's like you can't even get from the boys' floor to the girls' floor. <laughs> so they definitely only ever touch fingertips through Wait, the so fire. Wait, so how did the girls rate. get up there? Yeah, so I was wondering about that one. Yeah, so I guess that they have a private ele- elevator at the uh, back of the house or whatever that kind of just only goes up to that floor. And only girls can get on it. Only girls can get on it. Yeah, it goes straight from their school bus. <laughs> they get off the back of Why the school bus. Why do they have a school <laughs> so they get off the So they get off the back of the school bus. Wait, so they go out the front the... door no, of no, 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 no. the home. They get on a school bus. No, they which... go to the back. So they take an elevator down from the fifth floor. And it l- opens directly into the back of the school bus. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, not the front, the back, though. Right, the elevator. <laughs> the elevator's in the back. Of the house, yeah. Right, that takes them up to their floor. Yeah. But if they need to go to, like, the dining hall or something. They don't ever do that. They're kind of we prisoners. Saw it happen. We they're kind of like, I think they're actually kind of more like prisoners. <laughs> we because, talked about yeah. this. They also go outside and play. I don't remember that. I think that motive might have just been guys. I'm not really totally sure. And the teenagers. You know, yeah, there was the teenage there was the teenage girls out on the playground, right? And all the teens, you know. But the 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 I'm just telling you what was on the DVD special features with the model home, which was there's an elevator that goes from the fifth floor directly into a school bus. <laughs> Where does the school bus go? It just kind of drives around. Just For kind of, what purpose? So that they can use the bathroom. <laughs> There's no bathroom on the fifth floor. No, because it's old plumbing. So <laughs> school bus has one of those emergency exit things in the bottom on the floor. Oh, and so you open. And so you piss and shit in there while you're driving. Yeah. 
and the driver can't stop driving. The driver has to. <laughs> so it's the like driver speed. has to stay fifty. It's exactly. It's literally. It's exactly like speed. It's where there's they get, a bomb on they, the school. <laughs> there's a bomb on the bus. So when they get back to the elevator, the they can bus. only throw one out of the bus at a time into the elevator. <laughs> and the school just has to keep doing donuts around the yeah. lot. Yeah, to get them into the elevator, they have to get the centrifugal force of the bus ex- get it exactly right. right to kind of, you know the way in Apollo 13, the way they slingshot around the moon uh-huh. to get back? Uh-huh. They kind of do that so that the girl will fly off the school bus <laughs> directly into the elevator. Because what they do is they tell these girls that the outside, uh, the outside grounds of the school is lava. Yeah. Well, and just in case anybody's worried about like the safety of these girls, <laughs> the inside of the elevator is padded. and we saw in the dvd special features we saw um yeah we see none of this in the actual episode (laughs) we actually saw that 39 out of 40 of the uh the girls who played these who who played this actually did go clinically insane and so that's why they had to they didn't even pad the elevator for story reasons you know, they padded it because they padded the whole set, basically. Yeah. So, Joey's kind of fucked up from, like, losing his what he thought was his first love, which he will obviously in his adult years come to learn was not a love at all. Yeah. And he... No, because we see him, you know, engaging in what is true love. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of this episode. Yeah. yeah. So, he smokes his, what he says is going to be his last cigarette yep but he kind of starts to doze off yes uh because he was extra tired this day and is he outside yeah so he's on the he's on the fire escape but uh appropriate yeah he's on the fire escape but it's um it's kind of cold out yeah so So he keeps leaning back inside to kind of take drags of his cigarette which he's (laughs) leaving on the inside window sill yes so he gets a little warmed up by reaching in (laughs) getting a cigarette taking a drag setting it back inside the window sill closing the window Mm -hmm. and then you know um and he has to use these suction he has these suction cups to the outside of the window so that he can open it from the outside um and he goes, he starts to kind of narrate himself. He goes, you know, like, oh, I'm so tired. He goes, oh, yawn. I tried to do a yawn. I couldn't. Oh, I'm so tired. Yep. Um, tries that a few times. Gets the, nails the performance, ultimately. Yeah, the actor. for sure. And the actor was uh, some kid. Yeah. Some, some like. Some guy. Kind of nobody, basically. Yeah. Um, kind of like, it was like, look like a, like a knockoff Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. You know, if you want a picture. Yeah. Picture this. Um, falls asleep. Yep. Dozes off. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. So hot and hot. So hot and hot. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's what everybody in the orphanage started thinking real quick. Or in the home for wayward youths. Yeah. Started thinking real quick because that cigarette lit a curtain on fire. Yep. Which then kind of just set the whole room ablaze, which of course carried through the fourth floor. And you would think the fifth floor would be fire repellent because it's kind of locked away from everything else. But no, it gets up there. It burns the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and that makes sense because that's why innocent, they're putting all the women up there. Yeah, innocent souls burn faster too. Uh huh. Right. So kind of or witches. In, or witches. Wait, witches don't burn or do burn? Witches don't burn. <clears throat> then why were they you burning burn faster them? if you're like innocent of being a witch? And which they are because they've been protected from the world. So when they were burning witches back in whatever days. If you wouldn't burn, then that would be like, oh, you're not a witch. Well, no, wait, witches do burn. Wait. Yeah, I feel like witches do burn. Because you wouldn't... What are you proving by burning somebody at the... Like, you're already killing a non, an innocent woman who's not a witch. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think it sort fair, of is like if they witch. do burn, then it maybe yeah, maybe if they do burn, it proves that they weren't a witch. But, but if they a, don't burn, there's got to be a better test. Yeah, I don't know if we have it right either. That might be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm sure that if we, if anyone has listened this far in the episode, let us know. Hit us <clears> up <throat> at please save me pod on Twitter. Yeah, tell us about everything that you know about the different witch trials. Yes. Um, well. So anyway, regardless, this home became a crucible of its own. I love that. And I love got, that. Mhm. And it was on fire with Joey sleeping outside on the fire escape. Hmm, yeah, interesting. And, and he's actually on the only fire escape in the building. In the building. And it has a that has a slide. The other fire escapes because we said the girl was on the fire escape on the floor above him. Yeah. It's kind of more like maybe I don't know. What's like an escape, but only temporary. It's kind of like a, it's like a fire retreat. You know, it sort of is like, <laughs> yeah, you can get away from the fire for a moment. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't have stairs or anything. No, down, no, 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 no. Down. No. You would have to, you could get out there and jump. Yeah. It's know? like a fire deck. It's a fire deck. <laughs> and so Joey's on the only one that has a slide. It has like a fun slide that goes all the way down <laughs> to the ground. So he wakes up and he's sort of, he goes, yeah, he's sniffing like that. He goes all, and he goes, oh, got to get out of here. Yeah. And sl- slides on the slide and goes, wee. Yeah, he goes, wee, 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 all the way, the down. way down. Because I think he doesn't really understand the gravity of like what it really means for the old Chicago home for wayward youths to be on fire. Because he's in like fight or flight mode and yeah. he's chosen flight. Yeah. Okay. So like, get me out of here. Yes. Um, he's like, you know, got to get away, got to get away, run, 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 run far gotta away. Got to go fast. He said that. Yeah. Got to go fast. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, zoom, zoom. And <laughs> he goes, zoom, zoom. And he runs away. Yep. And he does. He sure does. He, we go, he sleeps on the streets that night. So he gets, runs away from the house, mm-hmm. sleeps um, on the streets under a bridge in a yeah. pile of leaves leaves and yeah. trash yeah leaves and that's and that's interesting so because he brings the leaves to under the bridge because sort of bridge because like he goes under the bridge and he goes you know i always heard people sleep under the bridge but there's not any leaves down here he goes okay i guess i go get some well, leaves chicago is the windy city so you could no, assume yeah. that some because there's a calm blown day. under the yeah. bridge you're right you're right so this must have been a calm day that they filmed honestly on. this makes way less sense than the school bus thing <laughs> So he goes and gets some leaves and brings them under the bridge is the point. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the point. You know, we can argue about whether you Hey, know. what's the big idea? That's the what's the big idea <laughs> moment but of this episode. Is that things just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I mean, we could argue till the cows come home about whether, like, I was smart for thinking maybe there wouldn't be leaves under the bridge, whether you're smart for knowing there could be. But we got to go fast. We got we to gotta vroom vroom. And zoom zoom? What did I say before? Zoom zoom. Zoom zoom. Yes. Is vroom vroom even a thing? It's what it's like the onomatopoeia for like revving up an engine. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a word, but but zoom zoom is the Mazda, Mazda. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a commercial. Yes, hit me so with it. baffling because I had no context. Mm. It's an illustrated commercial of like an old Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, and um, there's like an old guy waving to it or something, and then it goes through Times Square, and people are holding like peace sign posters and things mm. and there is a Beatles song playing don't remember which one <clears throat> yeah. and then it comes back again to the old guy and then it flies off into the sunset like mm. chitty chitty bang bang Very or the car at the cool. end of Greece and um I was like what I don't get it and yeah. then today I was still so plagued by it that I looked it up. They have discontinued the beetle. So it was like a send off for the beetle. So they're advertising. So just like, thank you for your service. Thanks for your service. Yeah. Yeah. I that, I love that. I wish that like McDonald's would do that when they the discontinue the McRib or, <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. You yeah. Know? It was really weird. <clears throat> cause like, it, cause it upsets me that I don't have a chance to thank the McRib for its service yeah. every year. Yeah. And that kind of, I end up dealing with my guilt. Yeah. And my survivor's guilt. Uh-huh. Um, and that you is, made it and the McRib didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that sort of, and I feel that way about the Beetle now too, that you brought that one up. Yeah. And so that kind of connects back. Hello darkness, my old friend. It does. Because Joey wakes up the On next morning. Pile of leaves and trash. Right. And there's a newspaper that... um it uh well it doesn't blow into his face. It sort of because we've already established it wasn't a windy day. Cause, yeah. Because uh, if I admit that it was windy, then, then my I'm logic wrong. checks I'm wrong. out. Yeah. You're right. So, so it, it wasn't bonk, windy. It bonks him on the head because it's a rolled up newspaper. Yeah, and it's because there's a guy waking him up. <laughs> yeah, beating him over the head with it hard. <laughs> yeah. Going wake up, wake up, wake up. And after a couple of times, he kind of gets the full picture of mm-hmm. the headline. Yeah, and he says he says, "Hey, Mister," he goes, "Hey, Mister," one if he goes, "If you don't stop beating me over the head with that newspaper, one day all this brain damage is going to catch up to me, and I'm a real smart boy." Exactly. <laughs> Guy whacks him a few more times. Yeah, heavy-handed with the newspaper, heavy-handed with, <laughs> with the foreshadowing. It's really good, and it's even kind of backshadowing because it's explaining yeah, something we, we don't even know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, foreshadowing so the, for his life, backshadowing for the audience, and those are the two kinds of storytelling there is, except for present shadowing and so <laughs> the thing that is presently shadowing joey's face is the unrolled newspaper which he's reading and as you said he makes full full contact gets, reads the headline basically yeah, he or whatever it. yeah he reads it and the headline uh i'll never forget it i'll never forget that headline and the headline was um uh 119 killed in uh wayward youth home fire yes I'll uh, never forget it. That's what it said at the end of the headline. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget it. And then, um, con- and then, uh, it's and then it was like that was like a quote. Yeah, of that course. was attributed to a concerned property owner, and it was a quote from the person who lived in the McMansion across, across the, the street. street. Yeah, which was actually brand new at this point. 
Yes. Yeah. And so they're worried about their property value. Plummeting. Plummeting. Yeah. Because every... Because the property values next to the Chicago home for way, the old Chicago home for wayward youths were very high. <laughs> yes, because it's Happy. a really good orphanage. Yeah, uh, and you pretty much know that like there's going to be no crime there or anything. Right. Exactly. You're just surrounded by happy kids who are well fed and well taken care of. Right. And they'll def- and they'll defend their block to the to the death yes. if someone else tries to come in and commit exactly. crime there. Exactly. Well, Sonny did sort of commit a crime, and it was Joey. Yeah. And lit the whole thing on fire, killed everybody inside except for him because he was outside. Yeah. Cigarette so was inside. He's kind of got some stuff. He's maybe, and he ran away and he's yeah, kind of really ran, ran, ran away. Went zoom, zoom and <coughs> said, he literally said, got it. Literally, go. literally he killed like 119 people by accidentally setting this building on fire. He's yeah. all of his, the only family he's ever known. Yeah. Other than, you know, his dad, he knew because of the cigarettes thing. He knew him, but, you know. He knew of him. Knew of him. Yeah. Because he got let, because this was on the DVD special features, he got dropped off on the doorstep of the Chicago Home for Wayward Youths in a box with the 300 cartons of cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, So that was even more emotional than we maybe had mentioned. (laughs) And that's our bad. And the only way he knows his parents were, can you remind me, how did he know that his parents had died, though? Because I was kind of like, oh, maybe they're still out there. You know, maybe there's hope. Well, he ke- he keeps saying it. Yeah. And I just, I think Meryl Streep, the school marm, uh, also says it a couple times. She goes, your mom and dad weren't around to raise you, but they still raised you right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird line. Because yeah. she literally raised him. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of have in the back of my head this, like, thought. I think she just means that he had, like, good genes. Yeah. Yeah, she ended up having some sort of strange, strange kind of beliefs about that kind of nature nurture kind of stuff. Yeah, well, she's dead now, so. Yeah, I guess she didn't have good. I guess she wasn't. She didn't have fireproof genes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of nature. Woman versus nature, she died. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering whether there's potentially still. Like, whether Joey might still find, you know, maybe Joey's parents are still out there. You know, because we didn't see them. Because most character deaths that we see, we see. Yeah. You know, like, they show it happened. That's true. Um, Probably in too much detail. Oh, yeah. I mean, they often have a production assistant come on screen and kind of take a pulse of to prove to us, the viewer, that the person really had died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do that. Yeah, I said that they do it often, and you've probably heard me mention it a hundred times before. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. Um, so he wakes up, he finds out that everybody's dead because of him, and... Right. And and basically, like, you know, he uh, he tries to go back. So he tries to go back to the what's now just like a burnt out shell of a building yeah right and he's uh it's really sad scene it's so sad uh-huh. he fills up a bucket of water and he's like trying to put out the fire it's like and it's okay, not dude, even on it's fire not, anymore I, yeah it's like re- i mean it's like you know trying to do cpr on someone who's not alive or something yeah like, it's yeah so so sad, sad. Um, and then the fray is playing and everything yeah so and then behind him um we see a hand on his shoulder yep a guy's hand mm-hmm. um, and we hear a voice mm. and 
he says, hey, kid. Mm. And Joey turns up and he looks at him. We still don't see the other guy's face. Mm. And Joey says, this is all my fault. Mm-hmm. What, what do I do? Mm. I should be dead. Mm-hmm. I should be dead along with them. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Mm. And the voice says, earn it. And Joey's like, huh? Voice says again, he says, earn it. Joey starts to say it to himself. Earn it. Earn it. And he comes to wake. We didn't even know he was asleep. But now he comes to wake, the adult Joey. Yes. We're back in the present. He's kind of mumbling. And it's all the other firefighter guys. And they're uh, all slapping him awake with a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And like one of them is kind of drawing dicks on his face <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, Joey's like, did I earn it? Did I earn it? And the guys are like, Joey, what the hell? What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, we had to carry you out of there. Yeah. You didn't get any more kids. You didn't save any more you lives. You didn't save one more life. You put your own life on the line and you made us look like assholes. You put your bro- yeah, you put your life, you made your brothers look like assholes. And uh, and Brian Cox shows up, and yep, um, yep. And Joey looks at him and he goes, "Did I earn it?" And Brian Cox goes, "Not yet, not today." And that's when I was like, "Oh, that's whose hand it was." Yes, in the old one. Yep, in young Joey. Yep, and so, uh, then we cut. <laughs> To Joey having a um, threesome. Joey having a Joey having a threesome. Yeah, and after the threesome's done, he tells kind of a little bedtime story to the to, to like his companions. Yeah, and one like, guy, one girl. One guy and one girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's just two companions because it's three total. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, and they were and played by uh, David Arquette and David Arquette's alive, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It was played by David Arquette was the guy. I couldn't remember if they had used CGI for him or not. Yeah. And then Tara Reed was the girl. <laughs> and Tara Reed. Yeah. And uh, so that was fun time that they had had. <laughs> and Joey's telling a story and he's like, you know, two, you know, two roads diverged in a wood and one was fight and one was flight. And on the first time that the little boy came to the roads, he chose flight. But then when he came back to the roads as a man, he chose to fight another day. And kind of Tara Reed goes like that story kind of sucked, <laughs> you know. And David Arquette's already fast asleep. Yeah, snoring. Really wore himself out. And that was pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we got one post-credit scene, so we got the credits, and then we cut to Brian Cox. Uh-huh. Uh And Brian Cox is uh, the fire chief. And yes. as you suggest, you know, he puts his hand on his shoulder again, right? We cut to him in his apartment, and we see his hand. Uh, reaching into a drawer. And I looked at that hand. I was like, that looks a lot like the hand that was on Joey's shoulder yeah. when he's a little boy. Yeah. And he's opening this drawer and he pulls out a uh, folder in it. And the folder says on it, you know, uh, confidential, top secret, personal stuff. Yeah. Don't look at this uh, unless you, well, with a you, you want to cry. Uh, <laughs> and he opens it up and there's a picture in there. Uh-huh. A little Polaroid. Uh-huh. Of young Joey. Uh-huh. And there's a birth certificate for Josa. 
Wait, what does that mean? That's what I was wondering, you know? Does it? I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So he just like kind of has Joey's birth certificate. Just kind of has it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe that's his dad. Oh. You know? Could be. Yeah. He's kind of like been watching over him this whole time. Yeah. You know? That would be horrible. Yeah. If super Brian shitty. Cox yeah. His dad. <laughs> yeah. And he winks at the camera too. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he turns and winks at the camera and he says straight into the camera, he goes, fuck off. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Cut to black. Yeah. So what did you think of that? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, that's I, what I loved thought. it. A plus episode. A plus. I a give plus, that an A plus. plus on what is it called? Cinema score or something? Is that an audience? You know when they pull audiences after the after the movie? Uh, Metacritic. Well, there's Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, but then there's like even before those sites, there was like the way that the industry does is they use like cinema. It's like kind of like Nielsen, but it's sure. for movies. I have I no it's idea. It's called Cinema Score. I can't, I'm not positive. No idea. That. Anyway, if that's graded on an A plus scale, I give it an A plus. Yeah. If it's numbers, I give it the highest one, unless the lowest one is the highest, in which case I give it the lowest one. If it's like golf. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Or like an ace. Yeah. In certain card games. Yeah, ace could be high or low. Right. Depending on the card game. Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing euchre, it's always low. Uh huh. Actually, high. Uh huh. It's high. Yeah. I was wrong about low. The low thing. I, I was said gonna a moment agree ago. no matter what because I've never played it. <laughs> so anyway, that was the episode. I loved it. Um, the episode was called. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. That whole thing was the title. Yeah. It was in the TV guy. They had to. Yeah. The thing you famously cannot find the show in. <laughs> the thing we say at the top of every episode that you will not find the show in. Yeah. The TV guy says it. Yeah. It was in there. <laughs> so, um, and I'm sure I have a good reason for why it was in there. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have a good reason for why. I'm I sure do. they have a good reason. It was in there in my um. It was I was having a dream. <laughs> I was having a dream, and I was reading the TV guide, and they had the uh, and Chicago Heroes was because that's my dream. That's my ultimate dream is that Chicago Heroes will one day be in the TV guide, and um, <laughs> so I was dreaming about that. And the episode was in there, and they had that long title, and it was so long that it didn't even fit, and they had to have a URL in there that you could go to. To w- find out the rest of the title. www.readtheholetitleofchicagoheroes.com. And then it didn't, it was too much, that didn't fit. So <laughs> I had to try a- all the different endings of the URLs, and it wasn't like .com or .biz, it was .tv. Oh, okay. So it took me a long time to get there, because I tried .org, you know, all that stuff. Did you know that .football is one? I love that. I don't. It's not great. Those things are lame. Yeah, I was looking up something, and you know how on your phone when you're searching something, you often type a period on accident yeah. into the search bar? Yep. So I did that. I did something dot .football. Yeah. And it sent me to a website domain that I had the opportunity to buy. And I yeah, I, I spent $250 yeah. to buy yeah, it. To buy I don't like dot .football. <laughs> Which is yeah. what you were trying to Google. I was searching. I don't like football. Because yeah. you're trying to find a like-minded community. Oh, yeah. But now you can start one on your website. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't media. like dot football. I don't like dot football. So anyway, that's been this week's episode. <laughs> Please save me. What we would love for you to do. Call us. Call us. Uh, Text and us. Why don't you say a little something about the um, about where they can find us on Twitter and leaving rating and reviews. Fine. If you don't want to call us or text us, which is our favorite way to be contacted, you can also find us on Twitter at Please Save Me Pod. And um, you can tweet at us there. You can also find us on our own personal Twitter handles and say something there. And then you can also go to your podcast app, your Apple podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, We actually have said that we will read reviews out loud if you leave one. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably have a review that we should be reading right about now. Yeah, we sure do. And um Okay. So we we've had a, a few reviews uh lately. So let's take let's take a stab at one of these good. new ones. Okay. Uh so re- most recently, I believe we had a review. Uh the title of this review is Great Podcast. It's a five-star review and it's from Valid Opinion Guy. The review says, the hosts have the energy of somebody who is a stand-up comedian who knows that they're bombing the moment they get on stage, but they know they have to be on stage for another hour, but in a good way. So that was one of the most recent reviews. Do you want me to keep rolling with them? Um, You got one. I have one. This is from Funkson. It's three stars. It says, what is this? Show isn't real. Where do am I supposed to watch it? Thank you, Funkson. We're going to actually take that feedback into account just kind of incorporate that into our plan going forward thanks a lot for the constructive criticism and then the last new review is from snowsurfer 71 oh i was thinking it was um snowsurfer like christopher but with snow but it's like a snow surfer is what it's supposed oh. to be. snow surfer because there's not vowels in it so snowsurfer 71 listen for 20 uh it's one star review Listen for 20 minutes, just not very funny. And there's a period at the end of that. Uh, so those are the most recent reviews. So if I'm going to snow surf right off a fucking cliff after yeah. reading that one. And um, if you're about to do that, don't. Uh, but if you did want to call or text us, you can do that at 312-488-9689. Shoot us over a message. Maybe we'll play it on the air. Anyway, that's all I've got for you. Do you have anything else for them? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Smells like courage.